Good day, everybody. This is once again uh, the Muni Poly Matters podcast. I am your host, uh, the Cantastic, and I am here um, interviewing for the first time ever uh, someone running for mayor. Now, if you've been watching these uh, series, you've noticed I've been only interviewing a city council candidate. So I'm very pleased to be welcoming Mr. Dick Passmore, who is running for mayor of Haldeman County, Ontario. And if, uh, if you've never been to Haldeman County, uh, it is located along the shores of Lake Erie. Uh, some of the more prominent communities in uh, the county include uh, Hagersville, Caledonia, uh, Dunville, Cayuga, um, a lot of villages scattered around, around the county. And so Dick is running for mayor of this um, municipality. Dick, how are you doing tonight? Doing very well, thank you. Uh, thank you for that uh, fantastic intro. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it's my it's a pseudonym I use uh, when I'm writing so and uh, podcasting. So thank you for that. And so so you're running for mayor of Haldeman County. Uh, that's very interesting. Um, it it was in the news uh, just uh, recently with the provincial election just passing us uh, because uh, turns out that people in Haldeman County really wanted to. Uh, decided to elect an independent instead of going Tory, which had, had been going for for decades. And it's yes. just, yeah, other than that, but, but you registered for, to run for mayor, um, I think, on, right on May 2nd, right? The first day the or so? The very first person on the very first day. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. And uh, well, let's get into just a little bit about you. Uh, well, like, who is Dick Passmore? And like, you know, if you want to give like a lot of details about your life story, like go right ahead. But, you know, maybe just give some details about you. Uh, introduce yourself to the people. Hey, I've asked that question a lot myself. Who is Dick Passmore? Um, and it's, uh, it's you know, it's, the answer's changed over the years. Um, I was a blue collar worker. I spent many years working uh, in the family business, uh, operating a truck. I worked in a factory for quite a while, about 18 years there, uh, and then moved into the helping profession. So that's when I started working in uh, long-term care and hospice. Um, and all through this time, right from my early days, uh, watching my parents being involved in the community, I've always had this interest in helping out our communities. Um, my parents were involved in, a, in an organization that raised money for different charities. And I guess I got the bug from them and I became what uh, we refer to as a serial volunteer. So I'm a former firefighter. I've been on several different boards and committees in the area, uh, lifelong resident, and I've got a great connection with our community and a deep connection. And I love to see our small communities succeed. And so uh, recently I've been somewhere between asked and goaded into uh, putting my name into the, uh, the mayoral race. And I've had the question asked, why, maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but why did you run for mayor and not start off with council? Uh, and for me, the answer is that I really want to look at uh, transforming the culture of the county as far as the uh, leadership role goes. That's the place you need to start it. So in order to make the entire organization more uh, transparent and accountable, it needs to come from the very top. So if I'd come in as a counselor, um, the powers there are very limited. Um, and I feel that uh, in the mayoral place, I would have a better opportunity to help affect change from that spot. So yeah, uh, that's that's, that's yeah. kind of the start. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I, um, which part of uh, Haldeman County are you from or did you grow up in? So born and raised in Canborough, uh, which became uh, part of Dunville, town of Dunville, which then became part of 
uh, the regional municipality of Haldeman Norfolk, okay. which then reverted back to Haldeman County. Wow. Um, so never really left, but I've had my address changed about six times. Uh, currently living in the urban area in Dunville. Okay, that's interesting. Like uh, you decided to go right for the top job instead of just starting from council because a lot of, I think uh, a lot of people who run for mayor like were serving on council first, so they would have the sort of experience. Um, but you mentioned that you know, like you could affect more change from the mayor's spot than it, from just as a councilor. But I think under our municipal government system, the mayor, wherever, whether it's like a county level, like a county, like in Haldeman or in the big city, there's still one vote at the end of the day. So it, it is. Yeah. But the way that the office of the mayor is operated, the way the uh, the work is done on a day to day basis in that job, that's what can affect change in the rest of the system. If you lead by example, if you lead by uh, data driven uh, approach, and if you come from a grassroots background like myself, you can have a better place to affect change as far as the, the uh, relationships with the rest of the councillors go. And you can work together to develop a, a shared vision instead of it being uh, one person's overpowering vision. I really want to see what our smaller communities need. A lot of times decisions seem to be made on what's best for uh, a perceived vision of what the county needs. But I don't know if people ever ask what's best for the people of Selkirk if we make a change countywide. What effect does that have on them? How does this benefit the people of Canberra or of uh, Selkirk if we make a major change? So I really want to try to get back to that power for those councillors to bring their information forward, their views of the constituents, and then work to establish uh, uh, consensus and a rapport with each of those people so that we can then move forward on things. Um, it, I just see things like this, you know, the, uh, the Empire purchase up in Nanticoke as being another example of what's good for us today for the county, but not looking at what benefit does this have for the people of our smaller communities and their, their children and their children and you know, beyond that. Uh, having worked in the Indigenous community for many years, I was accustomed to working within the framework of the seven generations thinking. So instead of what can I benefit from today, where will my children's children's children benefit from? And how will that affect the lives of everyday people in the rest of the county? So those are some of the things that I can bring into this. And instead of having this centralized um, hierarchy of power. I want to see more of a grassroots approach where the councillors can bring these ideas forward for what benefits them. And then we can work for uh, economy of scale uh, and better governance on the overall system, but being more reflective and more uh, responsive to the needs of the smaller communities. Hmm, interesting. You mentioned that uh, you had a background in hospice care and I find that, um, and also long-term care, as I understand. Uh, yes. I find that very interesting. Um, because you talk about a lot about just building community and bringing the community together. So what aspects, or I guess for, maybe you could explain or expand a bit if people aren't familiar with the idea of hospice care, like what exactly like is that? And how do you feel that sort of experience helps parlay into um, being the mayor and sort of bringing the community together as you talked about? Well, there are a few different aspects of it that really line up. Uh, one of the things is having an appreciation for what those frontline workers uh, who have helped us get through as far as we are today within the, uh, the pandemic, 
Um, I've got a great appreciation for our healthcare workers and for what they've been through, uh, having worked front lines pre-COVID. Um, but the thing with hospice care, for those who aren't familiar, uh, when a person is near end of life, uh, they can have either a residential hospice experience or a home hospice experience. And basically, the care is centered around that individual and their needs and their wants. And it helps people to transition through the last stages of their life uh, and have what we would refer to in the in the hospice care world as a good death, which is one that is with dignity and with uh, you deciding how you want things to go. And after being involved in seeing how much uh, it means to people to be able to live a happy life, uh, even for the last few months of their lives, it, it extends back to me to what can we do further upstream to make our lives happier, to make our lives more enriched and more fulfilled. And that needs to come from that person-centered care that we give in, in hospice. And that needs to come in a person-centered approach for, for council and a person-centered approach for staff within the county. We need to look at what benefits we can bring to the individual because when an individual votes, they're voting for what usually works for them. And we need to make sure that we reflect back to them what they're asking for. So having a bit more opportunity for people to have a say in, in their governance and have a say in what direction they'd like things to go. And then for us as the people who are the stewards of their vote, uh, we're the stewards of their money when it comes in through taxes. We should really be doing things that have input from the, from the community and things that will benefit the community. And together, we can all have a much stronger community uh, throughout Haldeman County. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, like I, I think healthcare is a, like a major issue of, uh, in, um, so for, forgive me if my knowledge is a little uh, weak here, but I don't know if, does Haldeman County have like their own local hospital or do they utilize the one from uh, Hamilton, nearby Hamilton? Because, uh, because you're just right next to each other. So we, yeah, we have two fantastic hospitals. We have West Haldeman General Hospital up in Hagersville and we have Haldeman War Memorial Hospital here in Dunville. Uh, both of these are first class uh, small hospitals. Uh, I'm not sure where the stats are these days, but I know uh, I was on the board with the Dunville Hospital a few years back, and we were one of the top 50, I believe, uh, small hospitals in Ontario. Uh, and it's the hospital in our community uh, is one of those things that is a galvanizing factor. You can talk about raising money for anything you want, but if you mention it is for the hospital, the community steps up. Uh, our hospital foundation is an amazing organization that really helps to support the work that's being done there. And several years back, they were looking at closing our hospital. And uh, we actually had a large collection of farmers who, you know, this is way before the, the current convoy things that are going on. Uh, a group of local farmers actually came and, and did a convoy and protected our hospital space and showed the strength of our community in wanting to keep this institution alive in our, in our community. And the, the province backed off and kept our hospital open for us. So when people in Haldeman County have something in their mind that they like or don't like, nothing's going to get in their way. As you've seen in the, uh, in the recent provincial election, if there's a distasteful uh, situation going on, the Haldeman County people will not put up with it, nor will Norfolk. Uh, and we will stand up and make history if we need to, to mm -hmm. make things change. Yeah, let's um, let's uh, go into that a little bit because uh, I believe um, the issue surrounding the uh, candidacy of the uh, independent that ended up winning over the Tory was was also precipitated by I believe that you have there's a major development in Nanticoke. I think you brought it up earlier. It's um, you know, they're going to the plan is to rezone that to residential 
and bringing in about an additional 40,000 residents. Now, I believe Haldeman County is currently around just what, 50,000 residents or 45, 45 at last count. Okay. So that's, um, that would be a major increase uh, for, of uh, people coming into the county. So like, I want to know your thoughts about this kind of uh, development, because um, one of the things that I think that is really on top of mind lately for uh, municipal politics is um, affordable housing in general, not just affordable housing, but just developing housing and where it goes and like how that affects the people around the community. Um, it doesn't matter if it's like in a big city or a suburb. I think even in small towns where there's been the community has been there for decades and then suddenly they have land that they've been used to for that was used for one thing. Now suddenly people are being told, oh, it's going to become a new residential area and there are going to be new people coming in. So why don't you give me your thoughts on this um, development? Because I believe it was also... Um, there was a controversial MZO ministerial zoning order that was used in order to uh, get this approved. So just your thoughts on that. Absolutely. I was one of the, one of the first people to come out vocally against this development. Uh, I looked at the, all the different factors, all the pros and cons. And one of the biggest challenges that I had with this uh, was in a uh, social media post that was put out by uh, the mayor and some of the councillors uh, who talked in that they talked about, Basically, we didn't do it right in Dunville. We didn't do it right in Caledonia. We didn't do it right in the other communities, but we're going to do it right this time. And we're going to spend a bunch of money and we're going to build this new place the right way up in Nanakoke. And we're going to do it. We're going to take away some of the industrial lands. We had some pushback from Stelco, who said they may end up pulling out of not just Nanakoke, but the province, which means Hamilton would lose one of their larger employers. And none of this is done with the idea of looking at what benefits all those other communities in Haldeman County. You know, we look at building all these, the sprawl. Uh, and again, you know, Hamilton isn't the only place facing sprawl challenges. We're losing green space, we're losing uh, industrial space, and we're losing farmland regularly to developments where we have all these single family homes, which are not attainable for many people. They're definitely not affordable. And we're seeing the, uh, the falling apart of our downtown cores and some of our smaller communities. So building a big development up in Nanakoke would not benefit any of our smaller communities anywhere in the county. Uh, it would just take resources away. If you build a strip of uh, you know, houses and you put six houses on a block, it costs you the same amount of money for the infrastructure to go in, the sewers, the water, everything, as it would if you put an apartment in there that held 100 people instead of six families. It's the same amount of money for that infrastructure. So why not take a look at our downtown cores who are suffering right now and look at infill, look at repurposing some of these existing buildings, look at making more walkable neighborhoods in those downtown areas, which would then drive more local business, which would boost up our local industries or our local, sorry, commercial businesses. Uh, those are the kind of things we need to be looking at. We don't need to be trying to reinvent the wheel. We have got an amazing community in Dunville and Caledonia and Jarvis and Selkirk, all these places and Hagersville, all these places would thrive if they each had a bit more access to housing in a walkable distance from the downtown cores. When I was a kid growing up here in Dunville, my mom would come in from Canberra in the pickup truck, we'd park, and we could get absolutely everything we needed in by parking in one spot and they miss up a lot. We could get everything we needed in the, in the stores. Now we've got just a handful of stores that are still open and lots of vacant storefronts, and it's the same story throughout all of our small communities. We need to really start putting some money back into those areas. 
And if we're going to have accessible and affordable, appropriate housing for people, we need to understand that not everybody can afford a $900,000 home. We have a lot of people, especially younger generation, my kids, they don't really have a lot of interest in buying. They want to rent and there are no rentals available anymore. Uh, we're at a zero rental uh, state here in Dunville right now. In the rest of the county, we see a lot of the same thing. So forget about developing and building this brand new thing with 15,000 homes and a brand new sewage plant and wishing jobs would show up once you build that. Let's support the jobs that are here, the businesses that are here, the people who've been here. Let's put some money into the people who've been paying taxes into our system for five years, 10 years. Some people have been here like me their entire life and would love to see our smaller communities thrive. That's a, I, a, I could get on my soapbox, but I, I'm just trying to stay seated. No, no, as long I as understand. I, <laughs> I, I, I very much sympathize. I, I do a, one of my hobbies is like I used to like do a lot of visiting around small towns just to like get a feel. I think this, I was doing this during the pandemic when there was like nothing to do and like I was just really by myself. So I thought, oh, why don't I just drive out to some uh, small town I've never heard of and just get the feel and the vibe of uh, how the community is. Loved when I went there, and a lot of them are seems. They're okay, but they're really very quiet, and like the economic activity just seems really low, or just really quiet there, or they don't—they're not open um, as regularly as I think people expect them to be. So um, it's very good that you brought up the point about how to uh, revitalize what's existing rather than just building this new thing and just having it eat up more uh, re um, um, resources in in the long run, right? Um, I guess. Uh, Speaking of economic development, so you, you talked about a lot about revitalizing, I guess, the more urban cores in the county. Like, is there a particular kind of like business that you want to see come back or 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 start up in those communities? Like, uh, because I believe like you know agriculture is probably still a very strong um, economic driver in Haldeman County, but you know. Um, it's not the only thing that's driving the economic growth in the county. So is there, like, do you have a, like some economic plan for the county you want to take to the voters? One of the challenges that we've always had in most of our smaller communities here is an identity crisis. When we talk about Dunville, for example, we don't have a distinct identity. Are we the river town? Are we the, uh, the, the place you go to, to see the, uh, the birds when they migrate? Are we the festival town? We don't really have a defined presence. When you go to a place like Port Dover, we know that Port Dover means Friday the 13th, Port Dover means the beach, but our smaller communities, we don't necessarily have a good solid identity. And one of the challenges that, that I've seen, and people have spoken to me for the, about this since the uh, instatement of the regional government system, it's been the, we are not, what we don't want to be defined as all Haldeman County all the time, because each of our small communities is a unique entity unto itself. And the things that make Jarvis unique are completely different than Cayuga. And we need to be able to find out what those identities are for those small communities and prop those up and build them. We've got all this riverfront along the Grand River. We've got a beautiful lakefront here on the North shore of Lake Erie, but we don't have a strong identity to attract visitors. So I think we really need to go back to our communities. And, uh, you know, we did something a while back when we were looking at some land by the river and we had a, uh, the county actually came and did a really fantastic job of presenting a lot of options. And then we use the dot democracy. Have you seen that? Uh, you, you get three stickers 
And every person that comes in gets three stickers and you get to put one, two or three on your choices for what you like. You can hear the voice of the people in that. And if the voice of the people says, Dunville should be the town that focuses on its connection to the Grand River, then we can start looking at that as helping to build that identity and helping to, to make sure that all of our developments are connected with that. And that helps with our economic development because we are a great tourist area. Uh, we have our agriculture. We have that. That's that's a steady. As long as we keep from developing those agricultural lands and keep those green for the farmers. But we really need to work more on developing each of our small communities and getting their their face out there. Uh, and that's where we really need that grassroots reaching out to to your councillor and having the councillors really be connected with their communities in a really meaningful way so we can bring their voices back. And that's really what this should be. It shouldn't be a group of councillors and myself deciding what we should do and everybody has to go along with it. We need to hear that from the people. And I don't think we've been getting that and I think we need that. Hmm. You know, that's very interesting uh, like, because um, I think the issues that you brought up are very similar to uh, cities that have amalgamated and even though they have very distinct uh, identities or communities, I, have, I think of most obvious example, Toronto or Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton was amalgamated almost 20, over 20 years ago. And I think still to this day, it's uh, diff different areas still identified by their own. But I didn't realize like Haldeman, place like Haldeman County when there's only, you know, there's a small, it's a smaller community, but yet there are very distinctive um, identities from all the different uh, community, smaller communities within it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and we uh, need to celebrate those. Yeah. We need yeah. to celebrate those identities in each of those communities. Uh, I grew up in Canborough Township and Canborough Township had its, you know, it was proud of its fire hall. That was kind of the central point. Uh, its social focus was there. A lot of agriculture around it, but that was a hub of central activities for everybody. Everything took place there. Uh, wedding receptions took place there. The uh, community gatherings, baseball games, everything was was centered around that. It was a, a very simple early model of a community hub almost. And we really need to get back to that model where we can celebrate those those communities and prop them up and try to get more um, more interest in in supporting that that we're all made up of small parts. We're not made up of all the same thing. And that's, you know, that looks back at the, at the multiculturalism of Canada itself. We also have the, the multi-community face of some of our rural areas. And I know Haldeman County is one of the larger uh, geographical areas, but the population here isn't much bigger than uh, Ward 14 in Hamilton, for example. So it's, it's interesting to, to look at the challenges that we face um, because things are so different between each of the communities trying to get the voices heard and then to act upon those in a, in a meaningful way for people. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so um, we're running, coming to the end of our um, time here. So I just have uh, two more questions. The last one, I promise will be a little more fun. Uh, I want to get in a little bit about the politics here. So um, Mayor Ken Hewitt has been the mayor of Haldeman County since 2010. So he's been the mayor for 12 years. Um, I looked at his uh, previous election results. He's, He's done well, but he's never had like a major landslide that indicates that he was a very popular um, local uh, politician. And obviously, if um, anyone has paid attention to Haldeman County in the past month during the provincial election, you may notice that Mr. Mayor Hewitt was the PC candidate 
he ran, um, in a, but in a surprise, as you mentioned earlier, sometimes when folks in Haldeman County don't like uh, something kind of just imposed on them, they have a, they decide to have a mind of their own and do something else completely. And an independent, Bobby Ann Brady was elected. So uh, last I checked, looks like Mr. Hewitt has decided to run for another term as mayor. Um, um, as of this time, you are the only candidate opposing him. I believe there was someone else running before, and now he's uh, gone back to running for council. So yeah. just, you know, he is obviously a much more well-known name at this moment. So, like, I don't know, like, you want, are you comfortable discussing maybe your campaigning strategy? How do you gonna go out and uh, reach out to people that, you know, introduce yourself? Because... Um, him being the mayor for the past 12 years, people probably obviously know who he is and more familiar in the municipal politics. So I'm going on a tangent here. Um, yep. People just vote for the name they recognize. So like, how yep. are you going to get past that hurdle? Yeah, absolutely. The incumbent has a great advantage. Uh, so when I started into this process, um, I've known of Mayor Hewitt. Uh, I actually was his MC at his inaugural event uh, when he was first elected. Uh, that's one of the many hats that I wear in our community, uh, MC for community events, uh, but I digress. Uh, when I first started talking to people about my looking at running, uh, I spoke to a lot of people, including those who are on you know, the, the insiders, shall we say, uh, and I was told that uh, the Mayor Hewitt had said he wasn't going to run. So I thought, well, you know, that's, that, that's an open, open field there for, for candidates. It's fantastic. Uh, and then in January, there was an article in our local paper that said that Mayor Hewitt and all the councillors were planning on running again for their roles. Um, and I thought, okay, well, now I've got a challenge, so that's okay. I'm, I've, I've faced challenges before, and you know, my name is, is well known in the Dunville area, uh, but I have been involved in, in things throughout the region. But, well, you know, I have to get my name out there a bit more, and we'll talk about that. So then uh, Mayor Hewitt didn't have his name in yet, but he then was tapped by Ford for the provincial run. Uh, and then one of the councillors put their name in to run for mayor. Uh, then when Ken did not succeed in the provincial run, the councillor dropped out, Ken went back in. Um, and so far I'm the only one who has committed from day one to this opportunity to be the mayor of Haldeman County. And I'm going to be working very hard to get out there to knock on doors. To, uh, to have my phone bank of, uh, of fantastic volunteers working together to make those calls. But I'm really trying to just to get out there for the communities that aren't as familiar with me. Um, and that's really what it's about. It's, I've always been in these communities. I have grown up in Haldeman County and I've been at, I think I've been to every Caledonia Fair. My mom actually had a picture framed from when I was in grade three and I got second prize in the uh, in the public school art contest at the Caledonia Fair. Uh, she had that framed and kept it for years. So my connection with these communities doesn't come from the leadership role. It comes from the grassroots. It comes from the ground. It comes from being present at uh, at community events, at Jarvis Corn Fest, at uh, when they had the the Cayuga, uh, Cayuga Fest going on. Uh, one of my kids actually won the Baby Sweet Cheeks contest in the Cayuga. Uh, Cuga Fest. So we've been there. We've been in all these places. We've been part of the community. And it's just a matter of people associating my name with, oh, it's that guy that was on the stage speaking, or it's that guy that they called on to do the land acknowledgement, or it's that guy that was part of the, you know, the, uh, the founding committee for this or that. 
So getting my name out, that's the key. And the, to do that, I'm going to be out in the communities. I'm going to be uh, talking to people. I want to hear what people have to say and what's important to them. Because the people in Dunville have told me loud and clear what they want. Uh, but I haven't heard as much from the people in Caledonia, from Jarvis, from Hagersville, from Selkirk. So I need to hear what they have to say and what's important to them. And I'm here to listen. Now I sound like Fraser Crane. I'm here to listen. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, that's great. Uh, being a listener, I think, is a very strong and positive quality when it comes to like leadership roles. And uh, it seems like you've uh, name dropped a number of uh, local events in Haldeman County. So like, I think my last question originally was, um, you know, if I was uh, wanted to come visit Haldeman County, what's uh, what is a big what is the major events coming up, I guess, during maybe in the summer months, uh, like what's what's to do or or maybe maybe you could tell me, like, um, if I was to come to Haldeman County, like what's uh, what are some like restaurants I really should like check out in, uh, in the local area? Well, if you're coming in from Norfolk, you have to stop at a at like Concession Road breweries up there. They've got uh, it's a local brewery, which is not something we have a lot of in Haldeman County. Mm. Uh, fantastic community. Uh, we see a lot of people up there that uh, that are regular visitors. They've got live music. Really nice place. So if you're coming through that way, that's fantastic. Hang a left and go up through into Hagersville. Uh, you have to stop and get some chocolate from My Sweet World. You, if you haven't been there yet, it's the owner is an absolutely amazing guy who brings his uh, cocoa beans in from Africa and uses local products to make uh, milk chocolate. Absolutely amazing. So you have to grab some chocolate there. Then you can continue on into Caledonia. Um, where to start in Caledonia? So many great places there. You have to stop the Oasis, have a milkshake, uh, head down into, uh, into Cayuga. Um, Check out the library in Cuba. That's really cool. You can sit and just relax there for a few minutes on your way through. Uh, yeah, you could probably stop by and uh, and grab something from Carolinian Cafe when they're open. They've got some really good fair trade coffee uh, and snacks. Uh, you can work your way down to Dunville. Uh, and when you get there, you can go to a place like, uh, like Deb's or like uh, Bob's Place. There's so many small eateries in the community. Um, when you finish with that, then you can head along back across the bridge and through Port Maitland. Uh, you can see the uh, waterfront. You can drive the waterfront all the way along. We've got so many great things to see. You can end up in uh, Selkirk up at the Sunflower Cafe. Uh, you can make a whole a whole round trip of it and take uh, take as many days as you want. There's lots of little bed and breakfasts to stay at. Mm. Haldeman County is a great place to, for tourism. It's a great place to live. I've never found a reason to move away. And we've seen our population grow. We've seen a lot of people coming here from uh, Hamilton and from Toronto and our population is growing because people like the small town. Yeah. But then we hear people say, yeah, but it's not the same as it used to be. That's because we have so many people that come in, live here and, and then do their shopping elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So propping up those downtown cores, like I mentioned, will give people who move here that small town feel again and, and allow them to have that really great quality of life that we have where everybody knows everybody else's business in a good way. <laughs> well, with that, I want to thank uh, Dick Passmore for uh, spending some time with me on Muni Poly Matters podcast to discuss his candidacy for mayor of Haldeman County. Uh, Dick, where can people find you online and in social media when they, if they want to uh, reach out and uh, find some more about you? So the easiest jumping off point is passmoreformayor.ca. It's my uh, campaign website. From there, you can click on a link to take you to my personal page. 
which gives all my background bio. It's if you've got lots of time uh, or if you're having trouble sleeping and you want to get something to put you to sleep, you can read all my bio. Uh, that page was originally set up because I was uh, being reached out to by people for community events. So I set up that page. But the passport from air.ca, uh, it has uh, information on there about the candidacy, information about how to put your name in for a sign, how to become a volunteer. And please click on that link. And we also have the donate button. As a, as a grassroots person myself, I am not willing to accept any donations coming in from developers. I want all of my donations to come from the ground up. I want my donations to come from the people who want me to serve for them. So no developer money is coming into my campaign. And, uh, but there is a donate button on there. And so if you'd like to click on it uh, and get your uh, receipt, it's not a tax deductible receipt because that's not allowed in municipal politics. But uh, you will get a receipt and you will get my eternal gratitude. So please check out passmoreformayor.ca and you can get onto our Twitter, our Instagram and our Facebook from there. Cool. And thank cool. you, Alan. This has been fantastic. I really yeah, appreciate your, uh, your time. Yeah, no problem, Dick. Thank you very much for your time because I know you're definitely busy with this and I'm sure a number of other things were going on in your life. And just thank you again for your time. I will definitely put all the links you provided and the website on my show notes so people can find you uh, when uh, when this goes out. Um, and once again, I thank Dick Passmore for uh, coming on the podcast today and have a good day, everybody. <laughs>